Hey guys, so hope everybody's doing well. Um, it's Thursday and so far my podcast and every day has gone terrible. Um, but I did put out one podcast and today is the first time I'll cover a topic from Twitter. Um, so I guess on this new notion of contact, I'm now in Belfast. That was not part of the plan. However, um, the plan is quite loose in terms of like the the training stays exactly how the training is. But of course, if I want to, you know, catch up with the physios at home or you know just go home for a few days, then you know that's absolutely fine. Um, but yeah, like I I didn't I don't really plan it. I tend to just wake up and go with the flow. And if I most of the time it's it revolves around if I can be bothered traveling to tell you the truth um then I you know jump on a plane and um and I, I I try not to let it interrupt training so some days flights are better than others um that I can still get a full day's training and fly and then it worked out really well with today being a rest day um if you've listened to the podcast before um I don't love rest days. Um if I'm honest, it's not that I I I don't have a problem with um the like the idea around resting. You know, I you know it's a there's a it's it's brilliant, you know, it's genius. It's it's actually if you think about it, it's the it's the part of running that most people can't do. So if ever you want to separate yourself from um competition then rest is you know certainly it's a good place to start because people find it really difficult to rest and anytime I have conversations with Rob that's the that's the common theme is that Rob is continually saying what about recovery what about rest when are you gonna you know when are you gonna absorb all this training when are you gonna take you know a couple of days or a week or um you know a full rest day etc etc and my little brain um doesn't love that so it kind of goes a bit wild and thinks oh no can't rest and and it's more a routine thing than it is a belief so it's not that I don't believe in the power of a rest day or I don't prioritize recovery well actually I don't prioritize recovery but that's an that's a different argument but no I I fully believe but as you as you guys all know um there's a really nice routine to running so you wake up you know you maybe you go for a run first thing maybe you work all day and then go for a run in the evening but it's it's something to look forward to so of course taking that away can um yeah it can just mess with the routine a little bit everything can feel a little bit off um but at the end of the day i i i'm probably not the best athlete to coach or advise because you know i'm i'm quite random and I'm quite impulsive with training and um I, I I will change things, I'll do things differently. Um and, and sometimes that's sometimes that's on purpose, not like because I didn't believe in what was set, but sometimes it's I wake up and, and the the wind is in a good place, maybe it's four or five mile per hour and maybe I haven't done a long run in a while and I sort of think do you know what like I'm pretty motivated today to do like a longer run and when you train by yourself then 
I tend to just go with the flow in that respect and I maybe go and knock out a long solid run and instead of maybe like hills for example um because I I don't think it needs to be a non-windy day to do hills for example um but at the end of the day if 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 someone like Rob wants to help and and is happy to help me and I I love Rob's input and then he says I he thinks I should have a rest day or he thinks I should prioritize rest if I'm not going to if I'm not going to listen to that, then, you know, there's in in a way, there's literally no sense um, even asking for an input, because if you're just not going to listen. Um, and, I, and I think you guys all need to hear that, because if you, if you find yourself in a similar position and you're going to ask somebody for advice or um, and that could be family, it could be friends, it could be other athletes at the club. Um, you know, if you're there's no point to asking if you're never going to listen. Um, so yeah so today's a rest day and let me now go to twitter um i think i read a good tweet so anthony says the difference between a serious club runner and a pro what are the extra bits you can do and how much difference do you think they make how fast do you think you would be if not a pro and if club athletes could train the same what does that mean and how much faster um yeah it's an interesting question um i i mean i guess i'm gonna find out pretty soon in a way and i like in a way i've trained for the most part like a i mean i yeah for the most part i've probably trained like a club runner now like no different you know i'm running 90 mile a week there's 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 plenty of guys that work and and train at the club run 90 mile a week um, I haven't gone on any camps, you know, I've just stayed at sea level, stayed in the parks, trained locally. Um, the, I will separate the difference, but, um, I, you know, I, I don't think, what I'm trying to say is, I don't think the build up, actually, no, that's not, that's not true, because I've been knocking out double threshold days, and that would be very difficult to achieve, um, if you worked, you know, a full time job. And so, all right. The the little things that make a difference. Um probably quality of training because you can you can focus you can focus and prioritize um the little things. So gym that's gonna keep you healthy, perhaps yoga, um perhaps napping in the afternoon, um just psychologically getting a bit of a break from um you know constant strain so constant strain would mean going to do a session home for a shower eating quickly rushing to work etc etc whereas of course full-time professional you you don't you're not in the same rush you're not in the same hurry um i think altitude plays a big role so camps like being able to go on an altitude camp or being able to go like to a warm weather camp or um and and to be able to go for the length of time that that would suit and have the the financial backing to do things like that um the problem is unless you're unless you're at a really high level it's difficult to afford or bring medical support and what i mean by that is physio soft tissue therapy etc cetera, etc cetera. and so even for me as a professional 
I'll struggle sometimes to go away because um, your your team that have kept you healthy for most of your career can't just come with you. They can't just up and fly. And these are the guys that know where to treat you, how to treat you, what works, what doesn't, etc., etc. Um, and I guess things like recovery equipment, like Normatec recovery boots, um, having the time to you know sit in the Normatec daily, um, having the probably the financial backing to like buy the right nutritional sort of products not products as in like supplements but as in like fruit as in vegetables as in avocado as in you know like your your healthy your healthy food that can really help with recovery way more than you know any supplement drink etc etc would would difference that with me um and so the the little things in my opinion isn't so much professional versus club um, it's more a willingness to just dedicate. This is ridiculous, but you're you're dedicating your life to sport, and and that's a choice. Um, I can't tell you the last time that I wasn't in bed before half nine, ten o'clock at night. Um, you, you're looking at that being a very a very that plays a very big role in um how much you're recovering and if someone says to me you know hey you, you know you want to go for nobody ever says this to me but if they did they say hey you know you want to go for dinner tables booked for half eight that's a no for me no i don't and and so i think actually the 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 difference i think between most club and professional athletes is club athletes still feel like it's a sacrifice to you know not go to that dinner party or not go to the pub for drinks or um most good high level club athletes still find that a chore still find decisions like that a chore whereas i think when you break through to a professional it's not because you chose to be a professional it's because you chose to behave like a professional and you decided that, okay, this is a, this is not a daily thing for me. Um, and so the, the only thing that like the, the likely, the likely stuff that I think is going to hold me back is probably nutrition. So when I look at my nutrition and everything else, I feel like it's dialed in gym, the training, application to training, run speed, tempo, etc. It's all dialed in. It's all where it needs to be. Um, but then sometimes nutrition is where I let myself go a little bit. And I, I often do that, I think, on purpose. Um, and that might mean when I come back, like I have this box in the fridge, like a plastic box, and it's just full of like Haribo and um, and, and of course, like you need carbohydrates to train. So it's not a complete like disaster, but that's the extent of my like poor behavior, I suppose you could say. When in reality, it's a fucking box of sweets. It's some like jellies. It's some Haribo. It's some bears. You know, I don't I don't like go crazy. I just after a run, I might snack on a few. And, um, and actually, a nutritionist might say that's a good thing. But what I'm trying to get at is if that's the extent of my negative application to sport that 
tells you the difference between a professional and perhaps a high-end club runner who on a Friday night might still go out and get pissed and then be tired all weekend and then wonder why training in the following week sort of suffers a little bit and maybe wonders why midway through the season there's inconsistencies in training, inconsistencies in race results, etc., etc. It's There's a book called Atomic Habits and that's what it talks about. Like when you when you behave like a professional and you and that means everything, you you devote your life like a professional would, professional runner. Um well that's when you basically become a professional because it won't be long before the results start to get to the same level as, you know, some of the professional athletes. And that is not just physical behavior that's your psychological behavior too how you carry yourself how you execute training and how you behave around others and and you have to become the professional how would a professional behave in this situation what would a professional order for lunch in this situation would a professional have brought a recovery drink to training would a professional go home and nap would a professional go to a dinner party at half eight nine o'clock at night when they have a pretty important session the next day or a pretty important long run on the sunday and that's that's the difference you you have to start behaving in a way that you know a professional and that's what most people don't want to do because most people still want to justify that hey this is life and and hey you know it's normal to want to go to that pub and and hey, it's normal to still go for a few beers. You could still go for a few beers and be good, right? And that's that's the behavior um, that will perhaps keep most athletes from achieving, like call it true, true potential. Um, and most, what most people want is they want the money to come, the money and the support and the brand to support you first, and then you'll be willing to not go to the pub and then you'll be willing to make better choices, and then you'll be willing. It doesn't work that way. It doesn't. Um, sadly, that's not. Um, that's not the the way it works. It 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 works the opposite. When you start behaving um, like the professional, then the professional results start to come because you've been behaving like a professional. Okay. So you were talking about times. Um, it's very hard to say. I don't know. I, I, I honestly don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Running when you're, when you're doing everything right and you're making the right choices and the training's going well, well, then the fitness can be in a place where a lot of things, um, feel really, really easy. Um, like, you know, tomorrow I'm going to go do, um, probably like 12 miles or 14 miles at um, five minute pace. And, and I already know that's going to feel really comfortable and really easy. Um, mainly because when I did my second session of the day on Tuesday night, after a not very good morning, Tuesday night session was absolutely fantastic. And I felt, I felt pretty awesome at running at like 448 pace and the lactate was, you know, 3.7, I think it was maybe, which again is, is great because that's on the like the like the lactate pro 2 which means the lactate was actually probably like 2.9 or something like that in the lab because it's a bit lower um but yeah like i i when but what i'm trying to say is when things are going well 
and you're making the right choices and you're sleeping good and, and you're really dedicating, it's easy. Some things feel easy. So, but the problem is when running is so all or nothing that if you're not fully invested, it, the difference can be huge. Little things can feel really hard work. Running at 510 can feel really hard work running at 515 when you're not prepared, you're not prepared. And so, massive it could be a massive difference if i if i didn't conduct myself the way that i do it could be massive and it would be more psychological because i just wouldn't i wouldn't feel like i really like here's the thing when you start the act i thought about this the other day randomly enough um i saw if anyone watched the new balance um indoor grand prix and you've seen um Andrew Coskrin and Luke McCann run really, really well, really brilliantly well. Um, and I, I was trying to think how they'd feel in that situation. And I remember when I, when I first ran really well and I almost didn't believe it was real. And I sort of thought, and then my brain kind of went, no, look, like you've been, you've been doing these altitude camps. You've been going to bed at nine o'clock at night. I felt like I, deserved it and so then it felt real and i feel like these guys whether i i don't know i can't speak for them but i don't know if they were surprised that you know they just won the new balance indoor grand prix or andrew did and, and you know look was third like i don't know i would imagine there might be at first like a whoa like i won and then their brain's gonna go well yeah fucking right i did because i've been working my my ass off for two years three years ten years i don't know and there's no kidding the psychology. And so if you're pissing around and you're not taking it seriously, it's more a psychological barrier that you won't break through than it is um, the, the actual physical training, the day-to-day training. That What changes is when you've done all the hard work and you've done all the little things and you've really dedicated, when you're stood on a start line and the gun goes, you feel like you belong. You feel like I can keep up with these guys because I've worked as hard as they have. Okay, let's see if I can find another tweet. I've gone back down through my tweets, and so I'll I'll try to cover something else if I can. Um, sorry, I can't find the tweet. Someone had sent one um, recently. I'm now getting back to the poor treadmill tweets. My, my responses weren't great on that one. That was a really not very nice tweet. Odd take since you dropped out of the marathon at the 20 kilometer mark because of an injury. Maybe those treadmill miles would have kept you safe. Well, I probably dropped out with psychological trauma, but each to their own. This is another great one. Why don't you run 100 miles on a treadmill and then you can comment? Jesus. Okay. Can I find... Aha! I just needed to find my tweet and then I can go under it. Sorry about that. Body weight issue with male athletes is a good topic. Mm. This is the only topic... If somebody like DMs me or messages me that I don't reply and I, I don't feel bad about that because it's not, I don't like to get into it. Um, <coughs> sorry. 
<clears throat> I don't like to comment on body weight because I'm I'm obviously not a nutritionist and um but I will acknowledge that it is it is a tough one. It's a very tough one. Um there is probably not a day goes by that I don't pull on my running shoes, put on my running gear. And if I'm really honest, look in the mirror and think, you're a big fucker for a marathoner. And, and like, don't get me wrong. I, I really like my body and I, and I like that I'm a little bit bigger and, and I, you know, I, I don't necessarily want to, you know, weigh 50 kilograms and, you know, be super, super skinny. But at the end of the day, it, it probably would help marathon running. Um, and so the conversation wouldn't be like, yes, being lighter isn't more useful because like the energy cost is directly linked to weight. But I have to say, I haven't really put too much emphasis on um nutrition and, and losing weight right now i'm 70 just over 70 kilograms like maybe 70.2 or 3 something like that i think for london i was 69 and a bit when i ran 209 what i will say is when when i made the emphasis about fueling training training well and gaining what i would call real fitness real fitness is fitness that you've worked for that you've earned that you've put in the miles to achieve I think sometimes fake fitness can be when you starve yourself you starve yourself and you don't eat and, and you lose weight and, and, and you get a little boost from that. But sometimes you get hurt. Sometimes you get sick, et cetera, et cetera. And I don't think it's sustainable. Um, but at the end of the day, like I don't, I don't know. I'm not a world-class. Well, sometimes I put up results that are world-class, but I'm, I'm talking world-class, like, you know, top five, top 10 at world champs, top five, top 10 at the Olympic games. I'm not there. And, and if perhaps if I was willing to starve myself a bit and lose a bit of weight and ditch the, the sweets in the fridge, maybe I'd, maybe I'd get there. I don't know. Um, but I just don't think I'm willing. Um, I, I like, like I'm probably, let's be honest. I'm, I, the, my body fat's probably still ridiculously low. And so I can't just sit here and be like, I think I'm healthy-ish, healthier than, than a lot of like male athletes that stand on the start line. There's a lot of athletes that um, will move to that place of starving themselves and trying to lose a lot of weight. Um, but I think I'm healthy-ish because I'm still clearly quite skinny and I still think about it and I still at times have dieted and, and tried to cut the weight down quite a lot. Um, but I, I, at least when I'm like 69, 70 kilograms, if I ran 209 at London and somehow I'd miraculously dropped to like 60, well, actually I'd have to lose muscle because my body fat, I think my body fat weight is about five kilograms. And so 65 with the current muscle, mass would be like I'd have zero percent body fat which is just ridiculous um but what I'm trying to say is if I let's say I got to 64 and I ran 209 but now I'm back at 70 that would seem a really daunting task I'd be like fuck I'm gonna have to get to 64 to run 209 but actually 
I quite like that the results I've achieved, I achieved them at a like a pretty normal weight for me. It, it's not that difficult for me to get to 69 kilograms at all. Um, I just need to, in the last couple of weeks, not eat the sweeties in the jar, um, which is pretty easy to do. But yeah, I, I'd, I'd rather see people focus on better training and more training, et cetera, et cetera, rather than thinking this miracle of losing weight is the answer. I, I don't, I don't think it's the only answer. I think it helps. Um, if you can do it healthily and, and not, you know, if you really like a Chinese on a Friday and you take that away and then a PB doesn't come in the first race, all of a sudden that's not good. You hate running. You resent running. Um, and so, yeah, like, you, you just have to be careful. Okay, nutrition. Inclusion would be good. I struggle with nutrition. I seem to fatigue faster. Um, hmm, look, I was told fuel. I, I fuel train them with carbohydrates. It's, it's that simple. If I have a, you know, I have a long tempo tomorrow, I'm going to make sure... This afternoon, I have a good lunch, and so that might be like um, bread, like a, a sandwich, and um, I might have an extra bowl of cereal today. To, it's kind of like a mini carbo load session, but not to the extent of a marathon, which might be three to four days of that. But I'll make sure today, I'm thinking about tomorrow, hydration will be key today, making sure today... I mean, it should have been the last couple of days, but at least making sure today I'm I'm getting hydrated before tomorrow's tempo. And then tonight for dinner will probably be something like spaghetti bolognese. I'll maybe have it a little bit earlier to give myself a bit longer time to, you know, digest that. Tomorrow morning, I'll get up pretty early, probably like 6.30 and have a bowl of porridge, a banana and sip on a carbohydrate drink, probably more 10. Um, and I also maybe a no, I'll probably not have a hydration tablet tomorrow morning because then you're just too many liquids, too much going on. You just need to pee all the time. So it's kind of too late. You can't wake up the day of a session or a race and think, oh, my God, hydration tablet. Oh, my God, carbohydrate drink. Takes takes a lot longer to digest these things. So um, banana, porridge, I've fueled up well the day before. I'm going to knock out the tempo. And then when the tempo's over, I'll have a recovery bar. And then I'll go straight to physio because I usually get physio pretty early on a Friday. So um, I'll probably be pushed for time. Um, but I don't mind that. Um, but yeah, look, nutrition. I mean, I like I said, I'm not a nutritionist. I just um, I try to have proteins after training. You know, that can be toast and eggs, can be toast, eggs and bacon. Um, and, and it's kind of like protein to recover the muscles from the training and carbohydrates to fuel the muscles. Um, and I look nutrition is not my strong point believe me like my nutrition is a bit wild last night I had I went to physio late and um, on the way home I ordered on Deliveroo because I, I just got home yesterday so I didn't get shopping and stuff but I ordered um, rice beans and chicken thighs and I thought that was there was no vegetables but I still thought that that as a as a takeaway type meal was pretty spot on um rice beans and chicken thighs come on can't be that bad um all right but i'm gonna leave it at that for now and i shall check in again tomorrow <laughs>